Welcome back to Line Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. For newcomers to this program, this is a podcast that brings together the world's leading experts on health and wellness to empower y'all to live your most optimal life and align your mind, body, and movement. Uh, today's episode was quite excellent. It was with Dr. Anne Louise. She is absolute legend in the world of nutrition and wellness. She's written something like 35 books. She's a New York Times bestselling author. Uh, she's great in this conversation. We get into... Uh, the way that parasites affect our immune system, affect our minds. We get into how we can take control of our metabolism, burn more fat, gain muscle. Uh, we also get into how a person at any age can reinvent themselves, which is really fantastic. Uh, I really greatly appreciate y'all tuning in to the website, alignpodcast.com. On there, we have the baddest show notes on the internet and uh, any resources from here, links, and uh, also an article in relation to kind of summating what we got from this podcast. So you can jump over there at alignpodcast.com and uh, you can also start the five-day movement challenge. Start integrating more effective movement into your daily life because that's when it matters. I wanted to give a thank you to Organifi for supporting this podcast. Organifi is a radical company. They have some of the highest quality su supplements out there that you will find. They're USDA organic, uh, dairy-free, vegan, soy-free, all the things. I'm holding them in my hands. One that I recommend, the green juice, coconut and ashwagandha-infused green juiced. Juiced. I don't know. My language is going wacky. It's probably because it's 9... No, it's 10 o'clock. I should be in bed. I am flying to Mexico tomorrow morning for an acro yoga teacher training. And I'm trying to knock this thing out before I go. So I apologize in advance for any fumblings in my words. Um, Organifi is a tremendous company. They really give a dang about their employees. They give a dang about the product that they create. Uh, this green juice stuff has all the good stuff. It's got wheatgrass. It's got chlorella. It's got spirulina. It's got matcha. I utilize this stuff uh, with any smoothie. I pour it into pretty much all of them. And it's great. It tastes so freaking good. Uh, it's good for immune function, good for mental clarity, uh, helpful with balancing hormones. I, I love this stuff. I'm a big fan. And you can get yourself 15% off by utilizing the line code. So you can go to Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, and on checkout, utilize Align. Type that in, A-L-I-G-N, and you'll get yourself 15% off. All right, I think we're good. Um, I so greatly appreciate y'all tuning in, and thank you to folks that have purchased my book, The Align Method, which has came out on the 24th of December, and people have been loving that. It is the number one new release in exercise and fitness, which is, that's a big deal. I think there's like, it's out of like a lot of books. So that's really exciting. Um, we are going to get straight into this program with Dr. Ann Louise. I hope you devour this conversation. I hope it massages your ear canals. And here we go. Back to the podcast with Dr. Ann Louise. Pow. Align Podcast. What is your history? You've been in this business for 40 business years. For, for longer than probably anybody. Yes, I'm the fairy godmother of nutrition. You're like the female version of Dr. Mercola. Do you yeah, resent that? No. <laughs> well, uh, no, I guess that's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Doctor. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's a bud, so I mean it in an, endear an endearing it's, way. It's an endearing way of <laughs> describing it. Yes, indeed, female version of Dr. Mercola. Yeah, I've been involved for 40 years. <sighs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 cool. yeah. I love that you. <laughs> we're keeping that in. Whispering and re-recording. Yeah, this is a. Com- this is we just do common conversation oh, here on live podcast. No, no, I am the fairy godmother of nutrition. <laughs> to be honest with you, no, I started in Santa Monica, so this brings back a lot of memories. It's very heartfelt for me to be here. I lived on the beach, oh, cool. so I came here in 1980 to be the nutrition director of the Pritikin Center, which was the harbinger of the no to low fat, high complex carbohydrate diet. So in those years, everybody was overeating carbohydrates, shredded wheat and popcorn, anything that was grainy. And we've gone 360 degrees from them. So we we made sure nobody had any fat, no avocados, no nuts, no seeds, no oils. It was all complex carbohydrates. And people initially, I must tell you, did very well on the Pritikin Center diet until their immune system went south and they started suffering from all these essential fatty acid diseases with the hair, the skin, the nails, the heart, and the cholesterol went way too low. Hmm. So I wrote a book many, many moons ago called Beyond Pritikin which came out in 1988, and I talked about the right kind of fat being absolutely essential for weight loss, for the heart, for the skin, for the joints, for the eyes. This was 1988, almost 40 years ago. So that was the beginning of my career. I was known as a, as a rebel. The New York Times came after me. The Boston Globe said that Nathan Pritikin would have been turning in his grave because I talked about the importance of the right kind of fat, and I eschewed all the carbohydrates. I talked about grain diets being dangerous and how gluten was probably an undesirable culprit in immuno problems, autoimmune problems. So you probably influence, influence another friend of the podcast, Gary, Gary Taubes. I don't know if I've influenced him, but I certainly wrote about those topics many moons ago. Yeah. Yeah, so very, very definitely. I wrote about it when nobody was writing about it, to be honest with you. So I've always been a little uh, ahead of the crowd. Yeah. I've been ahead of the crowd. So sometimes that's a good thing, and sometimes you're just too far ahead of people, and they can't see the forest from the trees. But I identified all the topics that are very hot right now. And I also spoke about the importance of the right kind of fats, not the saturated fats, not the... um, polyunsaturated fats, but what we call the essential fatty acids, primarily omega-6s. I was the one that said omega-6 was absolutely essential. And as you see, that really goes against the grain right now. Yeah. Are you able to, I'm kind of putting this spot, it's okay if you don't know the exact explanation of what happened with the original turn against fat, because it was like conspiracy from the the, the soybean sugar industry industries and soybean industry as well, which really downgraded coconut oil in those days. So what was the deal with that? Well, I would say that, you know, we, we took a look at what Ansel Keys did when he kind of cherry-picked the data and then made the, the culprit fat rather than sugar. So there was a lot of politics that went on way back in the 50s, early 60s, and that was the beginning of the no-to-low-fat, high-complex carbohydrate program, which people initially did well with until they started suffering from essential fatty acid diseases. And then, of course, people got fat on no-fat, and so we entered the 90s, and we entered with my friend Robert Pritikin, Robert Atkins, Dr. Robert Atkins, who was a personal friend of mine. So here you'd have the um, the ex-director of the Pritikin Longevity Center, who then became a personal friend of Nathan Pritikin's foe, which was the high-fat guru in those days, which was Nathan, which was Dr. Robert Atkins. And I became a proponent of the right kind of fat. So higher fat, lower protein, lower carbohydrates. And I also started seeing the, all the inflammatory processes with grains and wrote about them and how negative they were. But that was way ahead of the game. This was in the early 2000s at this point. So 
was the deal with the soybean industry specifically? What they came after the co- the coconut oil people. Oh. It's funny how politics fall into food. Politics fall into everything, my friend. Crap. I, I, <laughs> I, I no, but it's but who cares it, but, about our health? Is it you? But but that's that's why you, that's why you have to take your health into your own hands, which is something, of course, that I know that you're doing because you're currently writing a book, and I've done it. I felt this compassion, this mission, this focus to really tell people what I thought was my truth and I've written over 35 books and every time I finished a book I'd say this is the last book I'm ever going to do and before you knew it you know there was another topic so I've written about parasites I've written about how the do they impa- how do they impact our physiology or specifically around fat because that's you're kind of like what would you say you're an expert with if there's like one specific hole that you've gone down the mm-hmm. deepest uh, weight loss would be number one, the importance of essential fats, number two, and the immunosuppressive effects of most parasites, number three. So tell me about parasites. Is everybody suffering from some degree of parasite? Eight out of ten. Mm. How do you know that you are in the first place? You don't really know. You just know symptomatically because the, there are no real good diagnostic tests that you can take in this day and age. That's what the, the problem is. So huh. that if you take a blood test, it's very difficult to assess what's going on. And even the best parasite labs don't have all 134. Uh, th- there are 134 different types of parasites, and there's no way to really assess what you have based upon this what they're able to test for, which is about four to five different varieties. So where does that leave us? That leaves us with buying a book called Guess What Came to Dinner, one mm. of my books that I came out with in 19, the early 1990s, and figuring out with a symptomatic checklist if, if you're not gaining weight or losing weight the way you think you should, if you've got any sort of autoimmune issue, if you've got colitis, IBS, problems with leaky gut, problems with your depression, problems with skin issues, joints, you name it. A lot of it could be underlying parasites. So I'm a very big believer in that parasites are probably one of the biggest autoimmune promoters of disease known to man. And it was something that I learned about way back in 1974. I think that was before you were born. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I wasn't even... Uh, a glint in somebody's a, a eye. A glint in my, my father's <laughs> eye yet. Maybe, well, maybe the beginnings of I don't know. Well, that was the year that I learned about parasites. <laughs> I went down to... Um, the, the year was... And I can remember it was February 14th. It was around Valentine's Day of 1974, to be exact. And I went to see a woman who taught me everything that I, that I now know about parasites and underlying cause of disease in New Mexico, Albuquerque, New Mexico. A friend read an article about the five days that could change your life. I went down with her to learn about the five days that could change your life, and she changed my whole life and the trajectory of my career. That was Dr. Hazel Parcells. She looked at the class in those days and said, eight out of ten of you have some kind of parasite. I want you to do this program and see what comes out of your body. And lo and behold, she would show us little bottles. I know you're getting excited about this. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Okay, little, there you go. Little bottles of all these creatures of the Blue Lagoon that were coming out of people, things that had little little legs on them, little puff balls, little mucus-like antennas. And I couldn't identify them in those days, but went on her program and lo and behold had all kinds of things coming from my system. Hmm. So I became very involved with parasites. And I was, you know, I was an English major, very squeamish when it came to anything like that. But I found that uh, when I put people on a program to get rid of parasites, all of their so-called mystery diseases and symptoms vanished, whether it was skin issues, whether it was depression, inability to sleep, sensitivity to the sun, uh, ulcers, 
Um, I'm thinking of all this, these things that people came to see me with in those days. The inability to lose weight, inability to gain weight. We'd see tapeworms come out. We'd see hookworms. We would see problems with little pinworms also with kids that were very hyperactive. So that was way back in the 70s. I, so I started way back in the 70s to really work with people, put them on programs to detoxify them. And lo and behold, in the 70s and 80s, it was pretty simple. Things have gotten much more complicated since then. So what, where would someone start with um, maybe waging a, a conversation with the, the 80% chance that they have parasites in their system that aren't serving them? I think that you do a systematic cleanse twice a year. Because if you eat food, if you drink water, eat food and drink water, well, that probably uh, attributes to 100% of us probably eat food and drink water, wouldn't you every, say? Every now and again. Yeah, every now and again. So I would say that twice a year you should do a parasite cleanse, just as something systematic. The way they do in Europe or the way they used to do in Europe. We created a program. Yeah. Okay, so we created a program. I did it with my partner from Unikey Health Systems who's sitting here right with me. Say hi, James. Hi. They're not going to hear about that. Okay, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> so here he J-Mo. is. We created a can program. Can I call him J-Mo? James, can I call you J-Mo? You could. Is it too late? No. Have you, I already offended you? <laughs> no, 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 no. I call him J-Mo. too late. Oh, good. You could call him anything. Yeah. So um, we created a program based upon all the parasitologists that we actually visited. I didn't just look on the, the internet. Well, there was no internet in those days. I didn't just go to the library and start reading about different symptoms and different parasitic diseases and figuring out the natural remedies. We studied with three parasitologists, Dr. Herman Bueno, who is the a WHO parasitologist, World Health Organization parasitologist from Columbia, another gal that has uh, since died, Lucretia Dowell, out of Tempe, Arizona, and then a third individual out of Nigeria, believe it or not. And we created a program based upon the herbs that they were using in their native lands to get rid of parasites. What are the herbs? One of the herbs is a very important herb, which is known as centauri. Have you ever heard of centauri? Mm -mm. It's what the Native American... I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. Well, I never knew what it was either. But centauri is an herb that's used to get rid of uh, hookworms, hookworms, uh, tapeworms, and um, flukes. Anything that has hookers or suckers on your system. So we created that in one of the formulas that we called Vermakey. It's a Vermakey parakey formula. Verma plus parakey. It's called My Colon Cleansing Kit. Anybody can look it up. Anybody can do it. You'll see tremendous amounts of testimonials. We came out with this in the early 90s. And then I noticed there were a lot of other copycat formulas on the market, but they didn't have the knowledge that we had after, after having studied with three different parasitologists. The problem is that these parasites like to hide. They're not easily detoxified. They're not easily detected. So you have to be very systematic in getting rid of them. We also had a formula that was designed to get rid of the microscopic parasites that you can't see when you're eliminating. That's where the amoeba, the giardia, are coming from, the cryptosporidium, and now blastocystis hominis. So we have two different formulas, one for the babies or one for the microscopic ones that are like microscopic vampires and the larger ones, which is where the verma key comes into play. And we suggest that everybody goes on my colon cleansing kit twice a year. Go on at the beginning of the year and perhaps after a vacation in August. The results have been stunning. People with autoimmune problems, people with issues like GI tract dysfunction, 
uh, issues with GERD, issues with skin problems, depression, any kind of mental issue as well, usually will benefit from some kind of parasitic cleanse. Hmm. So remember what I'm telling you, parasites are the most immunosuppressive agent of the body. Then comes the fungus, then comes the mycoplasma, then comes the mold, then comes the heavy metals. I learned that many, many moons ago, and it still holds true today. What's the value for a parasite? Because imagine the, the, the goal of a parasite, just like any you know, organism would be to survive. What's the value of depressing the host and making their skin trash? Well, it's that they, 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 they're fruitful and they multiply in your system. So they're getting free room and board. And one of the most toxic elements is, is their reproductive elements as well as their, uh, their excrements. And all that is coming out in your system. They're very toxic, believe it or not, to the liver. One of the most important elements to understand is that if you have liver problems, get rid of the parasites because that's the organ that has to detoxify all of their their number ones, their number twos, all of their excrement. Hmm. So I was taught with my teacher, this was back in 1974, how to do medical um how do we call this? It's called medical radiesthesia. Are you familiar with that? No. I learned how to med be a medical dowser. So I could take somebody like you, for example, get a sample of your blood, a little blood swatch, and tell you which parasites you had and where they were living in the body. Hmm. That's the kind of work that I really learned to do, which I have never disclosed before in any podcast. Hmm. So when my people would come to me back in the 70s and 80s and 90s, that's what I would do. I'd get a little blood swatch and do a little analysis, medical radiesthesia that I learned from Dr. Parcells at the Parcells system and tell them what was going on. And we got extraordinary results. Hmm. What about, so looking at me, what kind of parasites do you think I got in me? Uh, I'll tell you in a second. What's up? I'm going to get a little... I'm going to figure out. Oh, you got it. We got a pendulum or something? Well, I got something. Got cool. Use something. Oh, we have tools. Yes. <laughs> well, I didn't. That's great. Ida Rolf used a pendulum, too. Oh, I didn't know that. And I was a big believer yeah. in Ida Rolf. She was not a fan. Do I get closer or no? No, no. Oh, okay. right. Yeah, come a little closer. Right. San Luis is, 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 by the way, we're sitting out in front of my sauna right now as opposed to inside. Um, and we're going to, because apparently the, the message didn't get through that I like to do these things <laughs> in the sauna. I know it. Um, and I'm so, and the, I'm so sorry next time. No, don't be sorry. It's fine. But we're out here on the porch. We got the wind blowing. If you hear a bell in the background, that's my wind chime. So there's a little something going on down below there. She's pointing at my genitals. Well, not the genitals. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to point at She said a little something. No, no, no. Oh, I didn't mean you. it like that. Okay, oh, wait a minute. you speak of my endowment, my own podcast. <laughs> there is a little something in your large intestine. Hmm. I wish I could do a blood swatch. I could, I, I'd have all the names of the organisms. Right now, I'm just thinking of them, so it isn't quite as accurate. My which intestine? The small one? No, large. Large? It's not colon? small intestine. It's colon. Yeah. Colon. Yeah. Do I need a colonic? No, we need a little bit of parasite cleanse. I'll have to send you the remedy. All right, I'll do it. I'm down. Are you're not a sushi lover, are you? I've done a lot of I've done probably hundreds of pounds of sushi in my life, but not for a while. Okay, so what I pick up is some sort of sushi worm. 
Yeah, I believe it. I used to be obsessed with it. That was like my my big treat. Yeah, I'm sorry to tell you that fish. you still got you you still have a little something in your system. You're extremely healthy, mind you. I mean, you look terrific. I can see all that. You're very vital, and you have a big aura. Minus my small endowment. No, you've got a big endowment. It's just <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's just Thank you, Aunt Louise. I've been waiting uh, for someone to to, endo- to to give you that kind yeah, of compliment. endowment validation. No, but it's in That's your. That's what this podcast all about. It's in your. It's in your colon, so we do have to get rid of it. All right. Okay, so it's my colon cleanse, and we'll just do two weeks on, five days off, two weeks on, five days off, two weeks on, five days off. You need to do a course of three. What about someone? I appreciate that, yeah. and I will do it. And Thank you. So what about someone, and I'll document it and all that stuff. It would be interesting to see what, what kind of differences there are. Um, what about somebody that... Um, if they so they're just like well if it's eighty percent then I you know may as well just take a shot and see can we do more harm than good if you're not if you're part of that twenty percent no not at all because a lot of the herbs that are in the formulas there's one herb which is the um, grapefruit seed extract is very important for uh, eight hundred various viruses and bacteria so it can only kill virus and bacteria as well Mm. it's very detoxifying even if you don't have something Mm. but chances are again if you eat or drink you're picking up something if you have a child if you have a pet pets are a lovable way of transmitting a parasite to to your system Mm. especially things like giardia yeah also inoculating you to a whole plethora of bacteria and such that you wouldn't have gathered had you just been like your sterilized home correct so you see, so so there are pluses and minuses with all of this, but we're living in a toxic world. And I'll tell you something: if you get rid of this little hitchhiker that again is not paying any rent or uh, pooping in you as as much as he wants, they want to. Um, this would be a very big area of getting rid of whatever's going on. You'd be so surprised at what we found over the years. What about what are s- some of, some of the right here? What are some of the um, factors? relevant for people around fat loss it's something that i haven't had to really think on but i I still get questions from people and i'm like my perspective is it's more about excluding some of the you know i think there's like a hand small handful of categories of, of foods or artificial foods that we shouldn't be eating that if you just did that then we'd be in a much better place I would agree, but I also think it's important to know. Don't forget, I've written about all different kinds of fats in my day and age, yeah. in my uh, career. It's also important to include the omega-6s, which are particularly important for fat loss. And they're villainized. They're villainized, and that's why I'm here to tell you that they're not the villain. I mean, they're villainized, rightfully so, if they're altered, if they're chemicalized, if they're loaded with hexane, if they're refined, but not the pure oils. And we're talking about oils that are important in terms of activating dormant brown fat, so the brown brown BAT. That's why I have this, this freezer behind us. It's filled with water. I get in there. Oh, sitting there uh, for the duration of a song. Well, whatever you're doing, you're certainly doing something right because you, you know, you, you, you're in the picture. How old are you? Thirty-one. So you look terrific. Mm. We just have to get rid of the little this hitchhiker. Damn, yeah, the damn, damn buggers in my. But that's a, but that's okay. So many of us have them. But but, but aside for that, we're okay in terms of fat. So the right kind of fat can activate your adipose tissue, your brown act act adipose tissue, the BAT. And it's also important because it formulates a a structural component of the cellular membrane. So you actually need a 4 to 1 ratio of the omega-6 to the omega-3, provided it's the good unaltered, unadulterated omega-6. Aren't most of us like 25 to 1 or something ridiculous? Well, we got the wrong kind of omega-6s, though. That's the issue. 
we've got all the adulterated omega-6s. So I'm a big believer in hemp seed oil. I've put that in my new book, as well as one that I talk to many of my people about, which is pine nut oil. Have you heard of the magic of pine nut oil? I love pine nuts, but I haven't heard of the magic. Okay, well, this is, this is like the magic sauce. <laughs> okay. And in my book, Radical Metabolism, which everybody should get, because right. they're, they're going to learn an awful lot about all these things when that is I'm it talking out? about. It's out now. Oh, good, cool. It's out now. I've been here in L.A. doing a little show about it. Oh, good. Oh, and you said you're working on a book. I thought that was like I'm working coming on a, up. No, I'm working on another book. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm always working on All right, we're gonna book. Book. one on longevity because I've got to stay young. Yeah. <laughs> got to look 31 again like you. I'd love to hear, well, f- right now, fat, some of the low-hanging fruit that people are missing with like fat hanging onto their, their hips or whatever. So this is where the omega-6s come into play because it can activate without doing anything, the, the, the brown adipose tissue. It's very important for mitochondria. It actually feeds the mitochondria. And it's important too because it's the key to skin. And I got involved with health not because of my weight initially, but because of my skin. So I bathe in pine nut oil. Mm. It's one of the healthiest Sounds oils. majestic. For it is, <laughs> it's, and it's delicious. Imagine like a bald eagle flying through your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with pine nut oil. Yeah. So we use pine nut oil in dips. We use pine nut oil as, as a salad dressing. We don't cook with it because it's a high omega-6, so it's sensitive to heat, air, and light. But it's very high in linoleic acid and pinoleic acid, which is a type of GLA, gamma linoleic acid, essential fatty acid. It heals the mucosal membranes. So if you've got issues with GERD or IBS or esophageal problems or problems with leaky gut or irritated intestines or any kind of inflammation, this is extremely healing healing. Hmm. It's it's just magical. And I discovered it because I'm on this uh, bring omega-6 back into play because hmm. everybody has vilified it. It's not, it should be, it should not be maligned and misunderstood. It's extremely important, more so than omega-3s. So what's after, what cycles, what prominent cycles have you seen over the last 40 years of, of professionally paying attention to all this stuff because it's like we're bringing back omega-6 well that was you know i've been teaching people like to avoid that because the inflammation all that stuff and then it's like yeah what's next what's next (laughs) so so i think what we've seen is when i came on board i was the director of nutrition at the pritikin center which was no to low fat so all fats were bad and then we we came on to the Atkins, who talked about carbohydrates being bad, and said that all fats, that certain fats were good, and he brought back saturated fats and really made pork rinds into something very popular. Mm-hmm. And now we're into the whole ketogenic issue, which I think is going in the right direction. But too much saturated fat for some of us genetically that can't process it is not good, and we've forgotten the essential fats. So we're going 360 degrees. So I wrote about this in 1988, and I'm still writing about it in 2018, 2019. Mm. Bring back the fat. The right kind of fats. So this is where your pine nut oil, your sesame seed oil comes into play, the hemp seed oil. This is where issues like um, the neutral oils might be your avocado oil, which is neutral. Your coconut oil is neutral. They're not high in essential fatty acids. They're not absolutely essential to the diet. And, of course, fish oil and flaxseed oil, walnuts, nuts, seeds, other nuts and seeds. Mm. So I think we just have to add the right omega-6s. We all know how important fish oil is and krill oil is in our system, but we're not, we've forgotten the message of the omega-6s for skin, hair, health, and the brown adipose tissue. So which are the? deleterious omega-6s versus the, the beneficial ones? The corn oil, because it's because it's processed so much. The yeah. soybean oil, the canola oil. Hmm. 
and sunflower oil because so many of those are processed and overheated. Yeah. And, and omega-3s would be bad, too, if you processed and overheated them. So that's what the issue is. The GLAs are good. The CLAs are good. The ALAs are good. The EPAs, DHA. And then fried food's even worse because you're going back and forth from heating the oil up to a high temperature and then bringing it down. And yeah, it very again. high. Very high in inflammatory um, elements. Hmm. So it's about not overcooking oils. I don't, I, I don't use any oil in cooking other than uh, macadamia nut oil. It has a very high cooking point. Okay. So macadamia, quite delicious. I think it's a little bit higher than avocado oil, if I'm not mistaken. What about grapeseed? Grapeseed really oil, uh, grapeseed oil, yeah, and it's kind of a neutral oil. We don't hear too much about it, but I think that's also pretty good. Yeah, it's not as popular anymore. It's it's so amazing. This is the I whole know, political thing. I know, but it's all politics. It's so funny. It's politics. Grapeseed, like, what like now it's under the rug. There was a short window where it was like, it'll save your life. It, it you can cook hot. anything with it. But macadamia nut <laughs> oil, I'll tell you the reason that I like macadamia nut oil, because it's high in omega-7s. We've heard of omega-3s, omega-6s, omega-9s, but nobody's talking about omega-7s. Good for collagen. What about nuts and seeds? Love nuts and seeds. I think they're very important, and I like them lightly toasted, which solidifies the oil. I'm a big believer in pecans and macadamia nuts. Why? Because they're highest in the elements that we need. The macadamia nuts, omega-7, and the pecans, because they taste good. <laughs> that was <laughs> Let's get real. <laughs> I like mac nuts. <laughs> like, they're delicious. Is there is there any type of, like, um, uh, what about if you do, like, me and, like, smash a whole can of almond butter in a sitting and then self-loathe for the next 14 hours you know <laughs> i don't i think almond oil if you do really i personally when i feel that i need something to really get me over a hump i go for um organic peanut butter and i know people talk about aflatoxins the whole mold thing yeah yeah but i don't believe that oh good i really don't peanut butter's back for me it's bad <laughs> and i find because if people were you'd see a lot of kids really sick if there was a real issue with peanut butter i just think that's been overblown and quite frankly peanuts are a high source of panathenic acid which is the b vitamin that's good for stress and i think we need a little bit more of it so when i need something i go for an organic peanut butter all right it just is much more satisfying much more balanced to me than almond butter sorry to say and raw versus toasted what's the what do you think between these guys i just that? find that most people do better with toasted oh really it seems to solidify the oil it's yeah yeah as long what as does it's solidify not over the oil mean i'm sorry that i'm bombarding I, 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 you with these questions i don't know what it really means it's just <laughs> what i intuitively feel i mean it's it's you toast up to 250 degrees Okay. You know, not more than that because you'll kill the enzymes. Yeah. But it's just what I've learned, you know, over the years because when you've been around as long as I have in the field, there are just certain things that you gravitate to. And yeah, sometimes intuitive eating. I think intuitive eating. Like, that's the thing that to me, a like, that's the moral of all of the story. That's why I've kind of, I'm a little bit mocking, not to you, but to like nutrition in general because, okay, this is hot. That's not. No, okay, now it's not. And then, like, it, I know for a fact, 100%, based off of previous trends, that in five years we're going to be saying things different than we are now. Oh, you're so right. But it's all about it's all <laughs> So about how do we eating. get the intuitive eating part then? It feels like that's yeah. like, oh, okay, that's consistent. Well, you know, it's and then when you got parasites, then your intuition gets all thrown off. Very, uh, very on. Th you you got to, <laughs> you know, something. You got to get rid of those parasites, and then we'll see how strong your intu intuition is. <laughs> but the parasites are a really big deal because you're not yourself when you have another. Yeah, the an, brainwashes another element. you. No, it really affects the way that you think. Yeah. This will be really interesting for you. I keep going I'm, back to I'm the worm. Well, I'm fascinated with worms. There's no question about it. When I started in Santa Monica, I was known as the worm lady. Mm. 
I had all my clients lined up. I saw A-list celebrities, you, you name it. I mean, I'm not going to mention their names now. But we just detoxified everybody, had them do a series of colonics, sometimes a coffee enema. They'd bring things in to show me. They'd send things through the mail in those days. Hmm. But it's a really important element for getting yourself well. Hmm. Have you ever done cold stuff? Any cold thermogenesis, cold showers, cold plunge, jump in the ocean? Not really. No, you're not into it. No, I'm a big baby when it comes to that kind of thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you do breath work? Yeah, a little bit. (sighs) (laughs) I don't breathe either. We just did it. Yeah, there you go. That's good. So where does movement come into all of this nutritional stuff? Because at some point we need to move the intestines in order for them to process. The movement is so important. So whether that's whether that's jumping on a trampoline, I used to write about how important the lymphatic system is, but you've gotta move. You've got to move on a daily basis, whether it's stretching, moving, I'm a big lever in fascia, unsticking your fascia, especially when you get older. and whether it's walking, whether it's yoga, any kind of stretching that moves the fascia is really what I think is important. And, of course, a little weightlifting, yeah. weight so training. And I do a little bit of all that. I'm, I'm, I want to I bounce. I'm bouncing around. I'm aware uh, that, of this. but I, the, That's okay. The, 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 we didn't really totally go into the whole intuitive eating, which is probably out there for some people. But how does one begin I douse to that. Or that. So, all right. So I'm a master dowser, and I can douse and figure out what I need to eat. I don't know what douse means. I mean, I think I do. It's the pendulum. But but what is so so when I just when I want to know what I should be eating, what my body really needs, sometimes because my desires can overcome what my body really needs. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. So I will just kind of ask questions and go through food and point at food, and you know, my body always needs a little peanut butter, or it may (laughs) may need a red pepper. You're like a mouse. Yeah, but you know, but you know what I'm saying. So I I can. and so I, I think if people just stick to a majority of food, the majority of their food should be more vegetables. We can't argue with that. The oils that you should be using would be the omega-6, a little olive oil perhaps, you know, to, to, for your cooking, a little light heat cooking. Yeah. Uh, moderate amount of fruits. I think we overdo fruits. I'm not a big believer in a lot of fruit juices. And I certainly think that we have to reduce our amount of grains. And if you're going to eat any grains, my favorite grains are basmati rice, a little bit of basmati rice. You do white rice or, or, or uh, whatever basmati. it's called, whole grain brown, whatever. I, I don't think so. I like the basmati rice. It seems to digest. Oh, I don't know what the difference is. is it, can, could I you haul a basmati rice? Do you white rice or brown rice, I guess? Brown rice. Curiosity. You can do a basmati brown rice. What do you think of Gundry? Do you know the plant paradox? I know all about it, yeah. All right, so what do you think of the whole, like, the, I, I the brand th- being, I, I having th- the... Well, I think it's phenomenally interesting, and I think there's something to be said for it, and that's why the blood type diet, which I also wrote about, works for some people, because the certain lectins are... Uh, certain pe- people are allergic to certain types of foods and lectins based on their blood type. Yeah. They're not blood type friendly, certain lectins in foods. Mm. What blood type are you? Oh. So you're. Oh. So you're, you need a lot of movement. You need a lot of exercise. You need to be a physical culturist. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't movement think I chose anything. I think that our, our, your environment you just forms you, is my perspective. I think that's probably very I true. Think, I don't think I'm running the show here. No, no. And I'm a B, so I'm a little different than you are. How does that, what's the difference? Uh, o needs a lot of movement. B needs a lot of calming activity. I have an overactive cortisol response. Huh. To a little too emotional. O's are not. Huh. Yeah, so I, I look at all that when I work with somebody. There's not one element that sticks out, but I but I know a little bit about everything, so I kind of pull it together. 
And that's what happens when you've been so passionate about health and healing as I've tried to be for the last 40 years. What was the initial seed of your interest? You said Being skin stuff. It, it, well, the real issue, knowing a lot, as much as I do about foods, was what really uh, affected my skin. You know, being a kid, I lived in Connecticut, West Hartford, Connecticut. I'm an East Coaster. I know you're from Buffalo. Nope. Pennsylvania. Pretty much the same place. Oh. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Amish country. Oh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Where yep. did I... Th- oh, Buffalo. Buffalo was furniture. the Uber ride. Okay. <laughs> it was the Uber guy that dro- brought me to your place. Okay. You love pies and furniture in Lancaster. I love Lancaster. <laughs> so when I was... Except gr- for that damn sugar. Oh, there's, the a lot, there's a lot of sugar in oh, shoe, fl- so good. shoe fly They're pie. so delicious. Shoe fly pie. Yeah, it's nice. I remember all that. <laughs> so I knew as a young girl that what I ate affected my skin. That was really my etiology or that was the beginning of my my love for all this and also because I was named after my paternal grandmother whose name was Anna who died at the age of 42 of a mysterious illness and Mm. I had heard about that and always wanted to know why she had to leave me so soon so I I really made it my life's work to look at the underlying causes of disease Hmm. do you ever have any contact with like spirits or anything like that no nothing not nothing like that. But but I will tell you this: when I wrote my first book, and so when you talk about kind of like a spiritual awakening or a spiritual contact, yeah, I heard in my mind's eye. Uh, my first book was Beyond Pritikin. This was in the early eighties. Eighty-eight. No. No, it was the early eighties. Okay. <laughs> Again, bef- probably before you were, you were born. But yeah, earlier is yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this is before you were born, yeah. and I he- I heard in my mind's eye, or in my mind. Why do be- people that are older than you always like to do that? I before don't know. you were born. I don't, I, I don't know. It makes us feel important or something. Most of it makes us feel valid. First, you makes minimize my endowment. Oh no, you've got a good endowment. <laughs> we're gonna make it even better by getting rid of the little Give her buggers. Those parasites. They're sucking on it. Jeez. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> we'll sorry. never live this down. I'm sorry. Um, so where were we going with this? Oh, any contact supernatural stuff. So I heard, I heard the uh, the introduction of my book as I was jumping on my trampoline one day. I heard myself writing the introduction to my book Beyond Pritikin, and it was that night that I learned that Nathan Pritikin had died, and I just felt, I just felt the need to kind of write this book and I would wake up at four o'clock in the morning kind of hearing a voice that said you have to get to your desk and start writing the book and the book was Beyond Pritikin Hmm. where I talked about the importance of fat how he had gotten the message of no to low fat not quite correct where do you think that came from a higher source spirit God call it whatever you will So I've been directed that way, and I, I, so sometimes I'll wake up at four in the morning with, with kind of that voice. So yeah, and I, I have a highly intuitive sense. That's why I'm able to do the little dowsing work that I do. Do you think the specific 4 a.m., like the whole magic hour, it's not what it's called, but they, that folks talk about that as being like, the, the portals are more open. Have you ever heard that? I think something does happen at 4 a.m. If I could just get to bed before 11, I'd probably experience 4 a.m. every now and again. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you will when the <laughs> parasites get out of your system. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. They keep you up. They do. They're partying. They're doing something there. They're they're being fruitful and multiplying. They have their own circadian rhythm, just like just like the grander you. They do. They do. And you'd be surprised at what happens when people get rid of them. So we keep coming back to this, you know, the worms in our life, but but they're so important in terms of having almost like a consciousness of their own. 
Mm. And I find that people, and, I, and this is kind of a, a mind, body, spirit thing, that people that give away their power a great deal yep. become parasitized much more frequently. Absolutely. I think the same thing happens, I think, when you have a more, it's like Ida Rolf had a qu quote, something along the lines of, of, if you can organize the body within the field of gravity, then the bo body begins to heal itself. You know, so if you can organize the joints and find alignment, then you're just, your mere existence is a healing process. But as soon as you have a, a misalignment within that, then you become susceptible to all the bullshit of the world. I love what she had to say. She was good. She was, she was way ahead of her time. Yeah, she had a lot of good stuff. So how does one start? I was talking with, with uh, our mutual buddy, Greenfield, who we, we, I guess we started off talking about. Um, and he was talking about finding silence in order to hear those voices that you're referring to right now. So I, uh, yeah, well, I... Or embracing I, silence. I, I try to, s I take a bath at night is where I find it. And I meditate in the bath. Oh, good. And in that time, do you feel like it I, comes I, through? I get direction, I hear voices, and I, I get, I, I have that peacefulness where I can then make the next step of what I need to do. And it's usually about a book, or it's about a way that I'm phrasing something, or bringing a message to light, that's kind of what I do. And then I know what's important for me in my spiritual life. And you know, I'm just, I'm going through a kind of, when you get to be my age, I'm sorry to bring up age, but it's true. No, it's okay. But oh, I was just busting, busting you out. I was just joking about but, that. Well, but, you get to, but you get to be a certain age and, you, and you're starting to reinvent yourself. And I'm going to go through right. a milestone birthday soon. So I'm thinking about what the next 10 years so is going to be like. you mention your age on programs like this? I don't care. I'll be 70 Great. in June. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, that's so cool. I hope so. Well, a lot of people don't reach that age. So well, there's I'm very not grateful. a lot of people that are 70 that are, that are talking about reinventing themselves. That may be true. I never thought about it that way. It's that's probably true. Yeah. So, what do you think that is? I don't know. I'm still in the process. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Why do you think it is that people don't? I mean, I would imagine most people at 70 Something. aren't thinking they it's retire. Time to they retire. They spend time with their families. They move closer to their families. And we have a lovely family, a lovely little grandchild, and a wonderful uh, supportive system. But I just think that there's something more that I'm supposed to do. Mm. So I'm in the process of figuring what that is. Do you ever speak to other people in their, in their 70s or 60s about, about that? Uh, not, not pointedly. No, I'm so busy. I haven't had time to be able to do that. But that that's powerful. That it, that would be very powerful. I, I just know that I don't feel that I have a bucket list. I, I don't really. I've done everything I've wanted to do that I felt compelled to do. So I have to figure out what the next again ten years is going to be like. Yeah, I think that's one of the the most powerful components to cellular health is your perspective. You know, the filters that you perceive the world through. And so if you're perceiving the next X amount of years as like, well, it's all just downhill from here, I think immediately that's like, okay, well, oh, your cells I, are listening. Oh, I would, I would never even think that way. That's why I think when a lot of people retire, they kind of die a slow death. Yeah, or their spouse dies or they lose their dog. They, they don't have that thing that they were taking care of. Now it's like, okay, well, what is my purpose? I know. I know it. And so for me, you know, I'll, I'll have written another book and I think there's just something else that needs to happen, especially to my generation, the baby boomers. So I'm trying to figure out what that is. It's probably has a lot to do with 
I think we might have just discovered it. Yeah, what do you think? I think that the perspective, I mean, don't let me put, you know, ideas in your head. You know, wait until the bubble bath. You know, but, <laughs> but, the, but the, I think that that's such a huge thing for people that are going into older age. I mean, somebody can write this book, but people that are going into older, old age and having that experience of like, yeah, maybe like I can reinvent myself. It's not just all downhill from here. Oh, no. It, you, and, and we know that you can. You just have to be in an environment and a community where it allows you to be who you were meant to be in the beginning. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Well, thanks for this. <laughs> you're entirely, <laughs> you're entire, you're entirely <laughs> welcome. Um, so where should pe- we point people? What's, it, what's like one place to direct, direct people to? Well, radicalmetabolism.com would be a great place. Cool. Radicalmetabolism.com and annlouise.com. Perfect. And from there, they can get all the, the books and the, all the infos. And then some. And then some. I love it. I uh, look forward to attacking these endowment-sucking parasites in my colon. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and, and I'll keep testing you to make sure that you're clear. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. I look forward to uh, more to come. You got it. All Thank right. you so much. Thank you. Bye. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I want to present y'all with a fun opportunity of starting a program that I created called the Align Method Online Program that focuses on unwinding the unsightly patterns of staring into technology, essentially. So forward head posture, roll forward shoulders, hyperkyphotic spine, disengage glutes, knees collapsing in. If there's collapse in any level in the body, it will trickle up and down through the rest of the system. That program focuses on unwinding those things, giving you self-care practices, movement practices, and lifestyle adjustments, very subtle ones, that will give y'all more flexibility, more strength, more confidence, more energy, all the good things. Um, And you can start the first week absolutely free and just go to alignpodcast.com slash align method, A-L-I-G-N method. Along with that guy, you will receive the Align Band, which is a heavy-duty resistance band with a door anchor. And that also comes with its own online program that is free with that thing. Go to alignband.com and start that program for free. Um, I think that's it. I so greatly appreciate you guys listening to this conversation. So greatly appreciate reviews on iTunes, sharing uh, on the Instagrams or the Facebooks or wherever you do your shares. Uh, This program goes on lives on because of y'all so um it doesn't go unnoticed thank you for listening thank you for views thanks for joining your life enjoy